besties. Welcome to probably what's going to be one of my favorite ever podcast episodes. Now, if you couldn't tell by the title, I've been keeping a little bit of a secret. Okay, not so little, a big secret that I have just been dying to share with you. I have such a hard time keeping secrets. Like when I get a present for someone, like for their birthday, I can't hold on to it. Like I have to give it to them the second that I get it because I have such a hard time keeping things to myself. But if you couldn't tell by the title, my secret is that I'm pregnant and I have just been like for the past few weeks, in the past few months, I should say, I have just been, well, obviously so excited, but it's been so hard, like balancing work and keeping up posting on social media and doing everything normally while keeping this huge secret. Because obviously with pregnancy comes a lot of symptoms, a lot of sickness, a lot of feelings, a lot of moods. There's just been so much going on, but I'm finally so excited to talk to you all about it because This is something that I've been wanting to share with you so that one, if you're also pregnant right now, we can like go through this together and I can share my journey and everything that I've been going through because I know that, you know, when you can go through something like this with someone else, it's so much easier. But also for those of you who like are just interested and want to tune in and like want to hear everything that's been going on with me, we're going to talk all about it. But also if you in the future want to have kids, want to be a mother and just want to get a glimpse into what pregnancy has been like, what it is like, then I am here. I really, really want to be as transparent as possible and share as much as I can to be as helpful as I can. And just so that you know, like everything that's been going on with me. I feel like this is going to be a bit of a long episode just because I feel like I have so much to tell you. You know, when you like haven't talked to a good girlfriend in a while because you two have just been so busy and then you finally get on the phone and you talk for like three hours because both of you just have like so much to catch up on. That's how I feel like this conversation is going to be because I just have to like sit with you, like picture you're on the couch next to me. I'm just sitting here on my couch lounging and hanging out and I, I just want you to feel like I am here with you, hanging with you and telling you everything that's been going on with me and my little Bubba that's inside me. So first I want to talk about, well, let me just say like if you haven't listened to the podcast episode I did in um, with regards to my miscarriage, feel free to go and listen to my podcast about my miscarriage in February. I think that'll help to give you some insight into like just how much more special this pregnancy is to me and how much more it means to me, but also kind of explains like the anxiety that I have surrounding this pregnancy. So I would like go ahead and listen to that if you haven't already. But basically, to keep it short, I had a miscarriage in February. Um, It was a first uh, trimester miscarriage. Um, not that that makes it any better, but um, that's just what happened. And it was devastating for both myself, Ari, my, you know, our family. And it was something that I really had to heal from and something that I really had to like work through emotionally in order to be ready to, um, you know, get pregnant again. So 
had a miscarriage in February. Um, I've really like grown a lot since then. I feel like I've learned a lot. And I feel like my motto has just been like, never give up. And what I've learned is that so many women have had miscarriages like through my experience and through sharing my story. I I honestly like almost every woman I tell also shares with me that they've experienced a miscarriage as well. And like, it is so common. And that really comforted me that like, I wasn't in that club alone. So it definitely took me a few months to feel like ready again. But um, thankfully, I, I, I did get pregnant pretty easily and pretty quickly, which I know isn't the case for a lot of women. So I'm definitely thankful for that. <clears throat> and so, okay, so let me just let me just tell you, I was five days late for my period, okay? <clears throat> and my period is pretty on time. I have a very regular and normal cycle. And I was five days late. I don't know why I hadn't taken a test, but I was just like, I don't know. I don't know why. Maybe I was putting it off. Maybe I was just like, no, nah, like I couldn't be pregnant. I don't know. But I, for some reason, waited five days to take a pregnancy test. And I don't know, my boobs were sore. I was just feeling like, I think I was actually feeling like slightly nauseous. Uh, You know what? But maybe, honestly, I, I don't think I was nauseous until after I took the test, but I was just, I was five days late. So I picked up a pregnancy test and I told Ari I was taking this pregnancy test. And he was like, uh, he he was like in the room in our bedroom while I was in the bathroom. I'm like one sec, I'm just peeing and like taking this pregnancy test. He's like rolling on a foam roller in our bedroom like completely not paying attention to what I'm doing. I don't I just don't think that either of us thought I was going to be pregnant, so we weren't like in there together like being serious about it. So I nonchalantly take this pregnancy test and it was positive and I finished peeing and I opened the bathroom door and I hold up the test and Ari's like, what is that? Like he completely forgot I was even taking the test. Like he might've even thought I took a COVID test or something. And he's like, what is that? I'm like, it's the pregnancy test I just took. And he's like, oh, and then I'm like, it's positive. And he's like, wait, what? Like he couldn't even like, he like runs over to me. He's like, what do you mean? Like he, he could not believe that it was positive and neither could I. And we were just like, oh, okay. Like we were completely caught off guard. The two of us aren't like, like in those kinds of situations, we're not like immediate criers. Like I feel like a lot of people post these videos when they take a pregnancy test that they just like immediately cry or they're so excited. Like for me, it's more like I'm in shock. When I see a positive pregnancy test, it takes me a little while for the information to seep in. And I think it's hard because a pregnancy test tells you you're pregnant, but it's so hard to comprehend because you can't see anything going on inside of you. You, you know, you don't have a bump or anything physical yet. So for for us, we were just like more in shock, like obviously so excited, couldn't be happier, but just like seriously, seriously in shock. And I think also having a previous loss Not that we didn't want to get too excited, but I do think that in some way we were protecting ourselves and, you know, I think we were excited, but excited with a little caution, you know, and if you've gone through a previous loss, I don't know if you can relate to that, but I think we, yeah, we were just protecting ourselves a little bit. 
by not by not being overly excited but of course of course like we really like throughout this whole journey like our our motto has also been to just stay positive and just say like look there's I'm pregnant right now there's nothing wrong right now and all we can do is stay positive because that that's really like in any situation like that all you can do and I think that's really Ari and how Ari has been throughout this entire process. Like he's really the one who like grounds me, encourages us to stay positive. I'm definitely more of the anxious one in the relationship. And he's like, he's the one to not worry until there's something to worry about where I worry about everything in advance and just have anxiety about the what ifs and all the like the horrible things that could happen where he's like Danielle like you're fine right now so like there's no reason to worry and like I've really tried to take a page out of his book and listen to his advice and stay positive because it really just helps to keep a healthier more stable mindset so August 12th, we found out that I was pregnant. And of course, like the second I find that out, I want to tell everyone, but we didn't. We kept it a secret for a little bit. We told our parents first. Well, no, actually, that's not true. I told Taylor, my assistant first, because she comes here multiple days a week. And obviously, I'm starting to get nauseous. I'm starting to get food aversions. I'm starting to not feel well. And she is clearly going to know that something is not a hundred percent right. If she's coming over and I'm like so nauseous and can't smell anything that we're cooking without gagging. So I told Taylor and she's so sweet. She, I feel like not a lot of people cried when we told them, but Taylor cried when we told her and she's just like the sweetest. And of course, then she made me cry and we're just like hugging in the kitchen and it was like a, a lot of my our friends and family, like we had to tell over FaceTime because they don't live in Florida, but Taylor's someone that we could tell in person. And that was just like really special. She is the best. So we told her pretty early on. I think I was like six weeks or something like that. And then we told our parents and obviously they're so excited. I don't think like they are so excited to be grandparents. I can't even explain to you. And I think, you know, most people's parents are, but they are like ready to go. Like, I mean, just as a joke, my mother-in-law, like even before we were married, she'd be like, you know, I wouldn't be mad if like you got pregnant before you got married. So let's just say our parents have been ready for a long time. So we told them Um, and then I really, really wanted to go and get my first ultrasound before we really told anyone else. This was just personally for like peace of mind before, like we started telling everyone, um, I wanted to get an ultrasound, make sure, you know, we saw a baby, we saw a heartbeat and that everything was looking healthy and normal. And I had my first ultrasound at eight weeks, which I feel like when you're first, you know, you first find out you're pregnant, you're like about four weeks along. And so waiting that month to make sure everything was okay was like excruciatingly long. It felt like the longest wait. And I had a lot of anxiety leading up to that appointment, to be honest with you. And I just remember going to that appointment. I was anxious, but I also just like, I had this feeling that everything was going to be okay just like this unexplainable gut feeling that like this is my baby this this is like our time and like this child is like here with us for a reason and of course my worries stemmed from our previous experiences but 
I had no reason to to believe that anything was wrong. Keep in mind, during these first few weeks of my first trimester, I had started started to get really sick. I mean, like horrible nausea. I started throwing up at about seven weeks. I'm not normally like a thrower upper. I think there are those people who like throw up all the time and people who don't. I'm not. So I really didn't think that I would be throwing up in my pregnancies. I just I thought I'd be nauseous, but would never get to the point of throwing up. And let me tell you, starting at seven weeks, I <laughs> I started throwing up and it has not been pleasant. I'm going to get into that a little bit more. But because I was getting so sick and had so many symptoms, this was kind of a sign to me that everything was going well and that my HCG, which is the hormone that your body creates when you're pregnant, that my HCG was rising as it should. And I remember the day that we drove to get that first ultrasound at eight weeks, I'm throwing up in the car on the way to the appointment. And I'm like, okay, look, like the hormones are are raging. It seems like everything's going well. And we got into the ultrasound room and the ultrasound tech was like, how are you? How you've been doing? I'm like, I literally threw up in the car on the way here. And she's like, oh my God, like, I'm so sorry, but like, everything's going to be okay. And I told her I had anxiety and she's like, no, no, no. Like, she's like, everything's going to be fine. Like we're about to see like a great heartbeat. And she, I don't know, like her positivity just like really like, it meant so much to me. I don't know if she realized that, but she was like, oh my God, like I'm about to like tell you really good news. So like, don't even worry. And she did like a couple minutes later when she did the ultrasound, she's like, yep, like there's the heartbeat. Everything's great. Like your uterus uh, looks perfect. Your gestational sac is in the right place. Everything like your cervix, your ovaries, everything looks really, really healthy and great. And there's the little, um, embryo and there's the heartbeat and that was like probably one of the best moments of my life like that feeling of relief and just like taking like that sigh of relief is just like the best one of the best feelings like feeling relief from anxiety oh my god like there's nothing better um and i was just so excited to get that little picture um even though like at eight weeks it just like it's the size of a raspberry so it's like kind of hard to see anything but just having that ultrasound picture and like leaving the appointment um it was just such like a casual like normal appointment like yep everything looks good okay like great like we'll see you in a couple weeks um it was just so much more than I could have asked for and everything went really well so after that appointment we felt like comfortable to tell like um you know some of my like best friends and um but we really wanted to wait to tell everyone else so well I have to say here in Florida, the people that see me all the time, we had to tell because I was so sick that there's like no way of being with me without knowing that like something's like off or like different about me. Like it was a dead giveaway that I was pregnant because I couldn't smell anything without gagging. I'm like, I can't eat anything. Um, Like I just, I get like nauseous every two seconds. So people who like live here and see me all the time, we had to tell just because I, it was very obvious for my symptoms that I was pregnant, but a lot of our family like lives in other States. Um, a lot of, a lot of our friends and family live in Michigan. So it's a little easier to keep the secret from them. So we, we kind of held out from telling them, um, a little longer. If we didn't have 
like if the people who live here in Florida, if if like they didn't see me all the time, we wouldn't have felt the need to tell them. But we did because they see us and they needed to know that I was pregnant because like, for example, Ari's aunt and uncle, they live in Boca. We see them all the time, like at least once a week for like Shabbat dinner, holidays. Um, we just like we will walk over on like a Saturday and say hi to them. And um, even just like we go for Shabbat dinner, like they would know something was up if we went over there and I wasn't eating anything at the Shabbat dinner table. They'd be like, okay, you're totally pregnant. So we we definitely needed to tell them. But I would say like if you're in the situation, like tell your friends and family you're pregnant when you feel ready, whether that's the second you take a pregnancy test or whether you wait till you're like in your second trimester. It doesn't there's no rule. And I feel like it's common to, it's the most common to tell people once you're done with your first trimester, be just because that risk of loss diminishes. However, that's just, that, that doesn't have to be what you do. You don't have to go by what anyone else does. I think what I've learned is to just listen to your gut and what you want to do. And whenever you personally feel ready to share your news, then that's when you should do it. So that's my little piece of advice there. Um, so, okay, where do I go next? I think I should ma- we should maybe dive into like the symptoms I've been having um, just so that you know like everything I've been going through. And if you're going through the same thing, like you can probably relate to a lot of these. Hopefully you're not as bad as I was, but <laughs> um, okay, let's start with first trimester pregnancy symptoms. Now I kind of tracked my symptoms so that I wouldn't forget about any of them and so that I could share them with all of you. And so I don't know, like for future pregnancies, I can go back and compare notes. But one of the first symptoms that I noticed was having sore boobs. I mean, they hurt so bad. And normally when I'm on my period, my boobs are a bit sore, but like pregnancy sore boobs hurt so, so bad. And um, that's like one of the first things I noticed. Also, one of the first symptoms I had was nausea. It first came in like little waves and then started to to progressively get worse and worse. For the first few weeks or maybe even just like first week of being pregnant, I was starving. Like I couldn't get enough food um, and didn't really have any aversions yet or like nothing was making me um, nauseous to eat. Like I wasn't gagging by smelling anything, which was like a lovely time because I could just like eat whatever I wanted um, and eat any like cravings I had. But once the nausea set in at like six and a half weeks, I was like, okay, like I cannot smell anything that's like remotely not plain. But you know what? I have to say like Ari, like the weirdest things and most random things would make me want to throw up. Like Ari microwaved a packet of brown rice, like literally just brown rice. And I almost threw up from smelling the brown rice. So it wasn't even necessarily things that were plain. They were just like random smells that just triggered me so much. And there are smells that still trigger me, but just like random, like he'd be toasting a piece of toast. And I'm like, that smells so disgusting. Like smells that you would never think would gross you out in pregnancy start to gross you out. And I was having Ari go to his parents' house to cook himself lunch and dinner because I just couldn't smell it without wanting to run to the bathroom and throw up. Ari, um, 
I'm trying to think. He bought me a Greek salad one day and the red onions on the Greek salad, I took one sniff of them and literally start like dry heaving because of the smell of the red onions, which like I could see red onions and that strong smell being a lot more offensive than a packet of brown rice, but basically just like started getting aversions to literally everything. The only things that like really sounded so good and that like didn't make me nauseous and that I can still eat now without being nauseous is like fruit. I'm obsessed with fruit. That's my number one pregnancy craving, which I have to say is like kind of a good pregnancy craving to have because it's healthy. It's hydrating. There's so many vitamins, minerals, fiber, which you really need when you're pregnant to prevent constipation. And so fruit has kind of been like the number one craving, number one thing that I can just shove in my mouth and really love. I would say also smoothies, like a delicious, cold, icy fruit smoothie, not as much like a protein smoothie. I was doing a protein shake like earlier on, like six weeks-ish when I wasn't nauseous and doing like peanut butter, chocolate protein powder. That quickly just did not appeal to me, but I had been craving like tropical, like pineapple, mango, strawberry, orange, like very just like cold, refreshing. I was like, I was actually craving Slurpees for a long time. Just anything cold and icy sounded so good to me and like really soothed the nausea. Um, Literally one day at 10 a.m., I made Ari drive to 7-Eleven with me. And just like, this is not something I'd normally do. Like pregnancy turns you into someone who you don't recognize. You guys, 10 a.m. at 7-Eleven, I'm sampling Slurpee flavors and I'm like, what am I doing? Like who, like what? Like I haven't had a Slurpee in 10 years. Like I don't really, like I don't really drink Slurpees just cause they're really unhealthy and have like unhealthy ingredients and like additives and a lot of sugar. And they're just like not good for you. And normally like I'm not craving a Slurpee at all. That's just like not something that I want. But there was something about like the icy cold Slurpee I just like needed to have. And I'm standing there in 7-Eleven, 10 a.m., sampling all the Slurpee flavors. Um, of course, I'm like standing there Googling and like making sure they're vegan. But I'm, and then the, the this one guy at 7-Eleven who's working there is watching me do this, like cracking up. Like he must have thought I was insane. And then I finally like uh, the flavor, like I wasn't, I was trying the flavors and I'm like, these aren't as good as like I want them to be. But then I sample the Coke Slurpee flavor and I'm like, this is the best thing I've ever had. Like there was something about the Coke Slurpee that just like soothed my nausea. Just like, I just needed one sip. Like, uh, first of all, I can't have caffeine. It makes me sensitive. Like, and two, like you're not supposed to have too much caffeine when you're pregnant. I wasn't going to get a full size Coke Slurpee. If you do when you're pregnant, that's your business. For me, that's not something I was going to do. So I took one sip and I'm like, that's really good, but like I need to leave. (laughs) And I'm like, Ari, like try this Coke Slurpee. And he's like, Danielle, it's 10 a.m. I do not want a Slurpee right now. So that was like, that's been like a funny story that we've just been telling everyone because it pretty much sums up pregnancy cravings in a nutshell. And you're just like, what am I doing here? Like it is 10 a.m. and we're at 7-Eleven. Like I don't recognize myself. So like I would just say overall, like icy cold drinks have just sounded so, so, so good. Other 
foods that I kind of was eating during the day, during the first trimester. So I'd pretty much have like a smoothie every morning. Applesauce pouches have been my lifesaver, like the go-go squeeze little like applesauce pouches that are probably meant for five-year-olds. They are just the best. It's it's like soothing. It doesn't smell bad. It doesn't like cause any nausea and it just allows you to get a little something in your stomach. I buy the, um, just like the go-go squeeze organic applesauce pouches. They don't have any added sugar. It's just organic applesauce in the ingredients. And I'd wake up and have one of those. And that literally has been like a life-saving snack. I would just like to say for your first trimester and any time in pregnancy, I would just say eat what you can and eat what sounds good to you. If you're feeling nauseous and like feeling like you have aversions to everything, like just literally eat what you can because as much as you want to be healthy and like nourish your baby, of course, when you're feeling that sick, you just need to worry about getting calories and and eating what sounds good to you. So I'm trying to think like there wasn't honestly like I have been wanting like smoothies and fruit and like those kinds of things. But if I have like wanted something like that isn't like traditionally healthy, I just eat it because there aren't many foods that sound good to me. And especially during the first trimester, aren't many foods that sound good. There weren't many foods that sounded good at all. So like any opportunity or anything that sounds good, just eat it because, (laughs) you know, your list of things that sound good are probably few and far between. So don't worry. When you start to feel better, you can like focus on your nutrition and focus on like eating healthier. But like when you're in the, in the midst of your nausea, in the midst of horrible morning sickness, in the midst of like throwing up all the time, if, if you are and having aversions, eat what you can. That's all I can say. Um, but anyway, what I ate in a day on average, first trimester, I'm getting back to that. I would wake up, have an applesauce pouch, number one. Then I would have some kind of fruit, like a cut up apple, like that went down really well. A a fruit smoothie, just like icy cold, felt really, really good. I would either make one or like um, if we didn't have the ingredients or was too lazy to make it, we'd like pick a smoothie up from somewhere nearby. Ari, my amazing husband, he literally has been so, so helpful during this pregnancy. He's quite literally done everything for me and like every morning would like pick me up whatever I wanted, whether it's like a smoothie or any kind of like food I was craving. Um, I would have these like, they sell, I think Vans is the brand, but they have these vegan plant-based protein pancakes. Now look, like they're not the healthiest, but they taste just like a plain carb. Like they taste like a pancake, but they have added protein to them. So that was like a really good staple because I knew that I was getting some protein, but it wasn't something that made me nauseous. It was something that I could eat. I would have those. I would have like plain toast with butter if I could stomach that. Again, like sometimes the smell of toast like made me grossed out, but I would definitely do toast with butter plain potatoes with butter or salt. I would do sweet potato with like a vegan butter and salt or regular potato with vegan butter and salt. I would do apples and peanut butter, saltines, a lot of saltines. I went through a lot of saltines. 
like I can't even explain to you how many saltines I eat. It's just like I'd keep them in my purse so that like if I got nauseous somewhere, I could just like shove a couple in my mouth. Um, in terms of drinks, like ginger ale was really, really helpful for the nausea. Like something about the carbonation, the ginger, maybe like a little of the sugar. Drinking ginger ale was really helpful. I wouldn't drink a lot of it, but if I was at a point where I'm like feeling so beyond nauseous, a little cold ginger ale just like settled the nausea. And then pretzels, like plain pretzels, again, just like oranges, pineapple, like a lot of fruit, watermelon. Those were the foods that I was really living on. I felt like I was just eating whatever I could. So let's get back to first trimester pregnancy symptoms. I just wanted to give you a glimpse into like what I ate in the first trimester with having constant nausea, but yeah, it was just, I mean, the nausea was awful and it still is at this point pretty bad, but um, it was at its worst in the first trimester. So again, the first ones were like sore boobs, the nausea started, then at like seven weeks, I started throwing up. I started throwing up. I feel like it was every like three or four days. And then once I got to like seven and a half, eight weeks, it started uh, every single day. So every morning, wake up, throw up. It just became a routine, sometimes multiple times a day, like throw up twice in the morning. Uh, it didn't, honestly, it only really happened a couple times in the afternoon and like in the evening. It was mainly in the morning. The nausea was all day long. Um, but the throwing up has been mainly first, first thing when I roll out of bed in the morning, I pee and then I throw up and it has just, I mean, I hate to say it's become part of the routine. I kind of prefer it to be in the morning because I don't have anything in my stomach, not to be TMI, but like, because there's nothing in my stomach, I'm just, you know, when you just kind of throw up stomach acid, um, it, Ari says it looks like yellow Gatorade again, not to be TMI, but I just want to tell you everything. So let me tell you, it is much better to throw up nothing or just stomach acid than throwing up food because throwing up food is disgusting. Um, so the throwing up started very unpleasant. Um, I feel like I've been getting a lot of like advice from people or people suggesting things that you know, could help the nausea or could help the throwing up. But to be honest with you, like if your hormones are strong enough where you're throwing up, there really isn't anything you can do besides like I know a lot of people are prescribed Zofran, which is an anti-nausea medication. I never took it, um, but I know a lot of people do. Um, I don't don't quote me on this. I'm not sure you're supposed to take Zofran before 12 weeks. Um, so they're really like, if your hormones are strong enough where you're throwing up, there really isn't too much you can do. Unfortunately. Now, if you're talking about keeping the nausea under control, making sure that you eat every, you know, hour, small portions, like you just have to constantly be eating. And I know it's a little bit of the opposite of what you think, because usually if you have the stomach flu or something where you're nauseous, the last thing you feel like doing is eating, of course, and like making and eating could make it worse. But when you're pregnant, when you're nauseous, it actually helps to have something in your stomach. If you let your stomach get empty, that's when you could potentially throw up again or get super, super nauseous to a point of it being extremely unpleasant. So I would say what really helped me and what helps a lot of pregnant women is 
making sure that you're eating constantly and making sure you don't let your stomach get empty and making sure that you're eating things that aren't, you know, turning you off or, you know, anything that you have an aversion to just eat things that sound good, that don't, you know, bother you in terms of scent and that go down easily and that sit well in your stomach. So yeah, throwing up every day at 10 weeks, I really noticed like I was very moody at 10 weeks. Um, I hadn't really been up until then, but 10 weeks, I started feeling like a little more emotional, a little more moody. That was short lived. I feel like I've been pretty even in terms of my mood over the course of the pregnancy so far, but 10 weeks, I made a note that I was like very moody. So I don't know what that was about, but I was, I think the nausea was probably the worst from like eight to 10 weeks. Um, where it was like throwing up every morning, nauseous all day, can barely eat anything, extremely nauseous at nighttime, and just literally wanting to be like knocked out at the end of the day so that I could sleep. Um, and then that goes into my next symptom, which is like trouble sleeping, insomnia. I'm normally a really good sleeper, but when you're pregnant, it is uh, a thing that it's harder to sleep and that you do have issues throughout your pregnancy. Not being able to sleep is caused by different reasons. So in your first trimester, a lot of it is caused by being nauseous. So like you wake up and then you feel really nauseous and you you don't feel well. So it's harder to get back to sleep. Um, I think also like the changing hormones just like disrupt your sleep cycle. Um, I think later on it's because you're big and uncomfortable. But what's really helped me um, is Unisom. And it is a very like gentle, completely like FDA approved, pregnancy safe nighttime sleep aid. I have taken Unisom every night for my entire pregnancy. It is recommended. I think it's the number one recommended um, medicine to take by gynecologists. My gynecologist is very like holistic. She's very, you know, she, she really believes in doing like less and that less is more. And she's like, she she would prescribe me medication if I needed it, like a Zofran or something, but she really, um, she she is very supportive and does have a little bit more of a holistic approach and she completely supports like taking Unisom. I think most gynecologists uh, recommend it to women for both sleeping and for nausea because it has been known to lessen the nausea a bit. So what I've been doing every single night is taking half of a Unisom Um, because they're very strong and (laughs) make you very drowsy and sleepy. I know a lot of people who say Unisom, you know, made them feel like a zombie, took a whole one, which can be too much. So uh, what worked for me is taking half a Unisom and still, you know, I do it every night because otherwise it's just, I don't get a good sleep. And again, at first, like first trimester, I just would wake up a million times. Like before I found out about Unisom, I was waking up multiple times a night, like five times a night, just feeling so sick. Like I'd wake up and be like, oh my God, I'm going to throw up. I need to eat something. And I would have to like eat a banana or an applesauce like throughout the night. And I'd wake up Ari because I'm waking up and eating a snack and like nibbling something next to him. And it was keeping him up. And I was just getting a horrible sleep because I didn't feel well. So then I started taking Unisom and I started sleeping again. Thank God. It's literally been a lifesaver. I have to say that. Like that's been one of the only like remedies that's really, really helped. Um, I don't, 
I don't know how much it's helped my nausea because I still throw up every day, but at night, at least it has kept me asleep and helped me sleep. So I think that in turn helps the nausea. And then I would say now in terms of sleeping, I'm getting to a point where I'm uncomfortable just because my bump's getting a little bit bigger. You start to have like round ligament pain. Um, so now, now I don't know. I just, I feel like I need it because I'm like, once you get to a certain point in your second trimester, you're really not supposed to sleep on your back because your uterus gets too heavy and can like block, um, it can like put pressure on like a major blood vessel. It can cut off oxygen supply to the baby. So you're really not supposed to sleep on your back um, once you get into your second trimester. So, and then obviously my bump's getting bigger. So now like sleeping on my stomach, like I can sometimes do it, but it's not the most comfortable. So I'm left to sleeping on my right side or my left side when usually I am a full on stomach sleeper. That's my favorite position. So because I can only sleep in like very minimal positions, it's just like I have a less restful sleep. So I'm still taking the Unisom. It's been a lifesaver. Gynecologists also recommend to take vitamin B6 in uh, you know, simultaneously with the Unisom, it helps to work together. I took the, I haven't been taking the B6 as much. I was taking it more in the beginning in my first trimester, but I honestly really didn't notice a difference again, cause I was still throwing up and doing all that. So I didn't, I didn't really stick to taking the B6, but I was taking the Unisom and still am highly, highly recommend if you're having sleep issues while pregnant. I also noticed like this was more in the beginning of the pregnancy. I was starting to get like acne, like almost like a teenager, like just like the kind of pimples I used to get in high school. Um, That's cleared up, thankfully. But like I remember in the beginning, I was just getting some like pimples. I think my body was adjusting to the hormones. And I noticed also like chest acne, which was very strange. Um, But again, that's cleared up and I am not having those issues anymore. That was really in the first like... I don't know, maybe like seven to nine weeks. Um, at about week 10, I started noticing like some pelvic pain. I don't know, just like twinges and random pain in like my pubic bone or like my hips, my lower back, like just your uterus starts stretching out to make room for your baby. So you just start feeling all of these symptoms um that relate to your uterus stretching out and you know sometimes I'm like oh my god like what's that like what's that feeling like there's always like a new feeling or a new symptom and it's like it can be very anxiety provoking because you're like what the hell's happening to my body um but i've really just tried to like stay calm and like know that like my body's going through a lot of changes i'm literally growing a human being inside of me and my body is making room and there are a lot of changes and feelings that come along with that so again i noticed that like stretching feeling or like little like pelvic twinges and not i wouldn't say pain just like kind of weird like discomfort starting at around 10 weeks um also around 10 weeks Um, and maybe even before, but like this urgency to pee when I have already just peed and peeing a lot, just because your uterus like starts to put pressure on your bladder. And, um, and then, I mean, still like now in my second trimester, I, I mean, I'm peeing so much. It's unbelievable. And especially at night. Oh my God, I like need to cut off my water, like 
like close to bed or a little before bed so that I'm not peeing all night long just because your uterus is pressing on your bladder and you have to pee so much more than normal. And then at 11 weeks, this was very strange, but I had started having jaw pain. And the funniest thing was I posted on my story and was like, guys, I'm having jaw pain. Can like, can you guys help with some remedies? But I didn't realize at the time that jaw pain is actually very common in pregnancy. Um, You know, your joints are just kind of weird. And I don't know, I looked it up and it was actually very common in pregnancy to have jaw pain, like kind of like TMJ like pain. And my friend, Becca, she um, recently just had a baby and she was like, Danielle, like it's because you're pregnant, like that just happens. I think it was also maybe from like stress on my jaw from throwing up every day that it just started to get really sore. That's resolved itself now. Thankfully, that was so painful. I literally for like days couldn't even like open my mouth to chew on something. So I had to eat only soft foods. Oh my God, what a shit show. And then... I would say towards the end of my first trimester, so week 12 to 13, was the worst in terms of throwing up. So I was already, and I feel like, I don't know why, well, maybe this is the case for some women, but everyone's like, oh, once the second you finish the first trimester, you're gonna feel amazing and be a million times better, and you're just gonna magically be done with throwing up. You're not gonna be nauseous anymore. So I'm I'm anxiously awaiting, you know, 12 weeks. I hit 12 weeks and I start literally like throwing up more than I ever have. So nauseous, it gets so much worse. Um which was a little disheartening because I like had already been throwing up for the past like five weeks every single day and was excited to be done with that stage. But my body had other plans and um, I had talked to the nurse who works at my OB office and she was like, (laughs) she's so cute. She has like this thick Russian accent and she's like, oh honey, she's like, no. She's like, you'll probably be better around 16 weeks. I'm like, 16 weeks, okay. Um, Which now I can see like now nearing 16 weeks, I'm definitely feeling like a million times better than I was feeling uh, weeks ago. Um, so she was, she was right about that, but I've now heard from a lot of women that they don't start feeling relief from nausea or throwing up till they're like 16 weeks plus. And some, for some women goes on till like 20 weeks. So we'll see, I'll, I'll update you on how long I throw up for, but hopefully it stops soon. Cause at this point at, I mean, now that I'm recording this podcast at about like 15 and a half weeks and I'm still throwing up every day. So I will, I will give you an update soon enough, but, but yeah, that was definitely, um, a wake up call for me. And even talking to like my mom and my mother-in-law, they're like, Oh, 12 weeks, you're going to feel so much better. And everyone's like, wait, you're in your second trimester. Like, why, why are you still throwing up? But apparently that's very normal and very common. And most women don't feel better till like 16 weeks plus. So if you are past your first trimester and you are still in the thick of it, I'm right there with you and um, I hope you get better soon, but it's very normal. The hormones are still really strong. They're just, you know, your HCG starts to go down in your second trimester and that's when you should start to feel better. So it might take a little bit longer than, you know, the 12 week or 13 week mark that people talk about, but I promise that you will get better and it will be okay. Um, Now I'm in my second trimester. So in terms of symptoms, 
now my throwing up is down to once a day. Consistently now for the past few weeks, I throw up once in the morning, I move on, I don't need to worry about throwing up at other points throughout the day, which before I was like, again, like week 12, I was throwing up like three times a day, which was horrible. Um, and like twice in the morning, it was just really, really bad. Um, but now at this point, thankfully down to once in the morning, but weeks like week 13, it was very strange. Like I'd throw up once in the morning. I had, I've been like, okay during the day, but week 13 at night, oh my God, was so sick at nighttime. Even week, like from week, like 13 to 14 ish just at night, like a horrible headache, which I've had like headaches throughout um, my pregnancy so far, horrible, horrible headache, like almost like sinus pressure, Um, nauseous, not wanting to eat anything Um, and just feeling like so awful that I just need to get in bed early, like take a unisom and like knock myself out um, because it's that bad at night. I don't know what that's all about, but I feel like at this point, I'm like, hmm. well, I wrote here, okay, so 14, 14 to 15 weeks. Again, throwing up in the morning, a lot better during the day. Nighttime's getting a bit easier. This week, week 15, I definitely see the biggest difference in how I'm feeling. I'm still throwing up once in the morning. During the day, I'm feeling a lot better. Like I can like eat a lot more normally, still not fully normal, but I can eat a lot more than I could in the past. And nighttime, the past like three or four days have been a lot easier. I haven't been feeling as sick. So I am taking that as a sign that I'm on the up and up and that I'm turning a corner and I'm going to start feeling amazing. Like everyone says, everyone's like second trimester, best trimester. And I'm like, I'm waiting. So I'll, again, I'll have to update you in a couple weeks to let you know how I'm feeling. But I think I think I'm on the up and up. I feel like at this point, 15 and a half weeks, I'm really feeling my bump growing a lot. Like it's not just bloat at this point. Like after I've gone to the bathroom first thing in the morning, like doesn't matter. Like I still have a stomach and I have a bump, like no matter what, like I know it's not just bloat at this point and it's so crazy. I just look at my stomach in the mirror and I'm like, this is crazy that like my body is expanding and there's a human being growing inside of me. It's, it's honestly something that's really hard for me to comprehend. And I mean, it's such a beautiful thing. Like I, I don't have any like issues or anything with my body changing just because I know it's going to bring my child into this world, which is like the only thing I want. So I am embracing the changes. I know it's hard for a lot of women, but I think also going through a previous loss, I'm like really, I'm really like grateful for, for being pregnant and everything going well. And I'm, I'm here for the changes. Um, you know, I think what's harder for me than like my, like my, like physical changes in terms of like my body changing is just like 
the new symptoms all the time because it it is anxiety provoking again like all the changes your body's going through you're like what is happening to me and just when like one symptom ends a new one pops up it's kind of like symptom whack-a-mole like okay like the nausea is dying down the throwing up is dying down um you know my boobs aren't as sore as the first uh, trimester but now it's like your stomach's growing and that comes with like some pelvic pain and just like uh, new symptoms popping up all the time. So I'm really trying to like know that everything is normal and, you know, growing a human means a lot of changes are going to happen to your body. So I am trying to embrace all the changes and not get too anxious every time I feel a new symptom come up. But again, at this point, I'm really, really feeling my bump like getting bigger. I definitely don't fit into any of my jeans. Um, the funniest thing is like I put on my jeans to film my videos because like I want to look cute in them and I want to wear a cute outfit and I really like don't want to have sweatpants on in my videos. So I put like uh, jeans on and I suck in for like five seconds that I do my bite shot um, and I quickly like button my jeans do the shot and then unbutton them and switch back into sweatpants. Um, So that's been like really funny, but I cannot button my jeans. I'm living in sweats, leggings, and like flowy dresses um, because that's all that's comfortable right now. And I would say like one last symptom that like is so crazy um, is like, I feel like the boob changes are very unexpected. Um, like I expect my boobs to get bigger, but like my nipples, like what in the world? Like if you are pregnant, have been pregnant, you know that your nipples do not look like how your nipples normally look. They get a lot bigger. They get darker. They prepare for your milk to come in. Um, and I notice my nipples are like very dry. Um, which is interesting. I don't know the cause of that, but I've been like trying to moisturize them. I don't know. I I don't know what's going on with my nipples, but pregnancy has been doing some weird things to them. Um, Other people I talk to are like, oh my God, yeah, like your nipples get so big. So I'm glad I'm not the only one. This is like a very common pregnancy symptom, but it's just not, it's not something that I expected. Oh, I wanted to talk a little bit about the aversions I've been having because like that, like when I tell my friends and family, they're like, wait, so like what foods are like disgusting to you? So, okay. Number one aversion is garlic. I don't want to be near garlic. I don't want to smell garlic. I don't want to cook with it. I don't like, I cannot be near garlic without wanting to literally vomit. It to me right now is the grossest smell in the world. I don't know what it is because I'm a garlic girl. I love, 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 love garlic so much. I put it in everything. Like the more garlic, the better. It's my favorite spice to use like in turn like I'll sprinkle garlic powder in all my recipes I mince up garlic and saute it with onions and olive oil like that's normally the best combination but now like whether it's raw garlic sauteed garlic like oh my god the smell is just like I could throw up thinking about it to be honest with you it's a no from me on the garlic which means like that like that garlic smell kind of ties into Italian food. So like any Italian food right now is really not for me. The weirdest part is like I'd rather have like a curry than Italian food because the garlic is just so strong in Italian food, like the pesto and like, I don't know, lasagna or like eggplant part, like 
garlic is so strong and prominent in the Italian food, like especially if you get it from a restaurant or something, I just can't do it right now. And it's normally my literal favorite thing in the world to eat. So that's been very interesting. But that's that's pretty much the number one thing I can't have and, and the smell that I just really can't do. Again, in my first trimester, uh, there were way more things that grossed me out in terms of smell. Again, like Ari just toasting a piece of bread or making rice. Like I'm like, oh, that smells horrible. Um, I've gotten a lot, lot better. But there'd be random things like, I don't know, like if I smell like broccoli or like something like cruciferous being cooked, it just kind of grosses me out. Um, and it's really hard to find things that sound good to eat. Um, so I've just like once I find a food that sounds good, I've kind of been a major meal repeater because I know I can smell it. I know it goes down. OK, I know it doesn't make me throw up. So that leads into what I'm now eating in a day in my second trimester. I've definitely been able to eat a lot more and I'm definitely able to focus a little bit more on nutrition and making sure I'm getting in everything I need to get in because I'm able to eat a little bit more. So let's get into it. I haven't been eating as much applesauce, um, but every morning I've been making a smoothie, um, which has been so refreshing, delicious, hydrating, filled with fiber. Um, so that's really felt good on my system. And I'll do a mix of like frozen fruit. Um, I'll do hemp seeds or flax seeds, something to get in some great, like healthy fats. And I'll do like a spinach or some, some green in there. Spinach is my favorite to put in a smoothie cause you don't taste it. And I'm not eating a ton, a ton of vegetables just cause it's not appealing to me right now. So any chance I can throw a spinach or something into my smoothie, it's a great way for me to be getting greens while I'm pregnant. Um, I mean, and even if you're not pregnant, it's a great way to get in vegetables. So every morning been doing a smoothie slash fruit. So maybe I'll have also like a cut up apples throughout the morning and orange. Um, clementines have been one of my favorite things to eat. Pineapple, uh, watermelon. And then I have kind of a snack throughout the day, either a mid-morning snack or afternoon snack. I do a protein bar. I've been loving the Nugo. The brand is Nugo, N-U-G-O, Slim, peanut butter, crunch bars. Oh my God, you guys, they taste like Snickers. Like It's like Nestle Crunch texture mixed with like Rice Krispie texture mixed with a Snickers flavor. They are delicious. I think they're like 17 grams of protein. They have a good amount of fiber, only three grams of sugar and like, I don't know, like 180 calories. It's the perfect snack, a great way to like get a ton of protein. Protein's so important normally and especially when you're pregnant. So it's just a little snack I can eat that packs in 17 grams of protein, which of course is like awesome too if you're vegan. And um, I've been doing that after my smoothie. And then for lunch, I've lunch is like way more appealing to me than dinner because dinner, like I start to get a little more nauseous again. Lunch has been a lot easier for me to eat these days. And I've been obsessed with making a vegan tuna sandwich. I do two slices of fitness bread, which is like this German rye bread that's super healthy, whole grain, high in fiber. Again, I'm trying to eat a lot of fiber because when you're pregnant, your digestive system slows down and um, all the hormones kind of slow down everything um, and make you constipated. So I've been trying to eat super high fiber, which has tremendously helped. I have not experienced constipation yet from being pregnant. 
And so I am making this delicious tuna sandwich. So I do two slices of this fitness bread. I think that's total of 22 grams of fiber just from the bread, which is amazing. I do avocado on it, great healthy fats. Tomato slices, amazing for lycopene and antioxidants. I do chickpea tuna, which, you know, adds some protein, it adds some calories in bulk. Um, and I add like jalapenos because I've been obsessed with jalapenos lately, I've been putting them on everything. And I have this like huge, delicious tuna sandwich. I've made that like recently, I made it like eight days in a row. And then I'm like, okay, I think I need to maybe branch out and like try something different. Um, I've actually been liking, I, I posted a recipe for it on my Instagram for sweet potato gut healthy tacos. And so I've been making those. I really, really like those. I also have been loving um, avocado toast during the day. Uh, again, like that German whole grain bread that I get called fitness bread. And I do a whole avocado on there, a ton of hemp seeds, tomato slices. That's been like something I've really been into. Um, another thing that I meal prepped for this week and also posted on Instagram um, is pumpkin chili. And I don't know, like chili, the chili like went down fine, did not gross me out, which is kind of surprising, but loved the chili. I had that with like chips and uh, cashew sour cream on top. So yummy. It's filled with beans and pumpkin and like all kinds of healthy things like protein and vitamins and minerals. So, so healthy. So, so good for you. And let me think what I've been having for dinner. Dinner's still been a bit of a challenge. It's kind of hard for me to find something I'm in the mood for. But I've been, again, like having avocado toast. Um, what did I have last night? I'm trying to think. Hmm, I don't even remember. But I had a lot of that chili. Um, and, and that's been really good. Sometimes I'll have like a little, like a salad with like some whole wheat pasta. Um, I have not sadly been too into tofu right now, but I'm hoping in a couple weeks it will appeal to me again, just cause it's such a staple protein for me. Um, I've been more into like chickpeas or like chickpea tuna. I've actually like, oh, what I had one night that I really liked my mother-in-law made this like Moroccan quinoa and lentil soup that was so yummy. And I really liked that. And I had some of that and, and yeah, that's like what I've been eating and munching on. But, oh, I've also been having popcorn as a snack, such a healthy, yummy snack. Been eating, um, like the skinny pop rice cake or it's like skinny pop popcorn rice cakes. I just sit there, eat the whole bag. They're so good. I'm just letting myself eat whatever I want, how much I want until I'm full and, um, whatever I'm craving, letting myself have because, my body needs it. Um, I'm growing a human and I've been very like relaxed about that. Um, and I'm just so excited to be like finally like getting my appetite back that if I'm hungry for something or want it, I'm so excited to be able to eat it and like to nourish and feed my baby. Like that's really all I'm thinking about. Like I want to make sure I'm getting enough to like not only feed myself, but I'm really like like I'm already feeling like I'm putting my child first where I'm like, I want to make sure I'm nourishing my baby. Like I'm not at all like worried about like my weight or calories or like, like I want to make sure I'm eating enough calories. Um, oh, I'm really liking banana with almond butter and cinnamon on top. That's been a great snack. So, so yeah, that's like kind of like my favorite foods right now and what I've been eating. I'm sure that'll change in a couple weeks because 
pregnancy cravings are all over the place, but that's, that's kind of been the deal. Everyone, a couple more things that like everyone's been asking me and like, I, this is like getting a little long and like, I'm going to have so much to tell you all throughout my pregnancy. I really just wanted to be like uh, a catch up of what's been going on. But I think the number one question we get is if we're finding out the sex of the baby and we already know the sex of the baby, I'm not going to share just yet, but we do know the sex. And I have to say, I was very surprised because I did not think that this would be the case, but I have to say like people asked us, do you care if it's a boy or a girl? I genuinely don't care and didn't care. And that's not something that's important to me. No offense to anyone who feels this way, but like I genuinely don't understand when people like have a preference or when people have like gender disappointment. Like that's not something I can understand. Maybe if you have five boys and like you always wanted a girl and you never end up having a girl, like I can kind of understand that. But like your first kid or like, I don't know, I just that's something I can't wrap my head around. I'm just so grateful to be pregnant. I'm grateful to be like bringing a child into the world. That's the only thing I want. I really just like having a healthy baby is so important to me and a healthy pregnancy and like just making sure everything goes well is the most important. Um, so, so yeah, like really, really don't care if it's a boy or a girl. Um, and I know a lot of people, well, people ask you, do you care if it's a boy or girl or do you want it to be a boy or girl as if you have control over it? Like you don't have control over it. I, unless I guess you're doing like IVF and you have embryos made and you know, like if it's a, a boy or girl, but, um, if you don't know, you don't have control over it. So there's no reason to like get worked up about it or care so much if you don't have control over it. Um, like it's really just not important. So, we do know the sex. Um, I'm so excited. Oh my God. Just so, so excited. And the pregnancy is already going by so fast. I promise I'll tell you guys the sex um, soon enough, but not right now. Going to keep that a secret a little bit longer. Um, but yeah, that's that's kind of been everything in a nutshell. I feel like there's still like so many other things I could tell you, but like that this has been like the gist of what's been going on. Ari and I are just so excited. Um, last night, Ari was like, I think I'm ready. Like, he's like, I'm ready like now for our baby to be here. And I'm like, me too. Um, but I reminded him that like, once the baby comes, we're not, it's never going to be just the two of us again. And so I think we're really just like trying to enjoy this time together and enjoying the pregnancy journey and just enjoying each other's company and but we are we're so excited we are like the most impatient people and like when we decide we want something we always like go and like get it or like do it immediately so like this is really testing our patience but um we are so excited um to be pregnant so excited for our baby i'm i'm just so grateful and I can't wait to keep you um, and share this journey with you along the way and keep you guys in the loop. Um, if you like this podcast, rate, subscribe, leave a review. 
message me um, on Instagram if like you have any like pregnancy questions or could relate to something or want to talk to me about anything. I want to hear from all of you, but I love you guys and I'm so, so excited for you to be on this journey with me. Love you. Love you.